But I would love to see a study of a man's brain, an MRI or a, or a, a, a CAT scan or some kind of study of, the, of what's going on inside a man's brain physiologically from an electrical impulse point of view when his wife is crying. Because I'll bet you'll see portions of the brain shut down. This week, we are translating tears. What does it mean when your husband cries or your wife? There may actually be a genetic bias in response to crying. Dr. Noelle Nelson explains. Stay tuned. Our wine club partner, Touring and Tasting, is hosting a live tweet chat every Tuesday at 3.30 Pacific Time using the hashtag Tasting2. That's T-U. I'll be co-hosting and we'll have special guests join us to answer all of your questions. And you can find more information about the Tasting 2 wine chat by visiting hitchedmag.com and clicking the wine club link. Also, today's guest, Dr. Noelle Nelson, has just released a new book, Got a Bad Boss? Work that boss to get what you want at work. Visit noellenelson.com to learn more. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am joined once again with the always fantastic Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, So Noelle is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, uh, is the author of many best-selling books, and she has a new one out this week. It is called Got a Bad Boss, Work That Boss to Get What You Want at Work. It is available today uh, from Amazon, uh, available for Amazon Kindle readers. And, you know, everybody out there who has an iPhone or Android can also get those, uh, get the, the Kindle app and download the book um, for uh, onto your device and read it wherever you want. So be sure to check that out. And you can get more information at our website, noelnelson.com, which has also been redesigned. And be sure to check out the trailer, and that will give you a very good, uh, entertaining breakdown of what this book is all about. So anybody who is trying to get by in the day uh, who has a bad boss, uh, you will definitely want to read this book. Um, and if you don't, you might have tears, which is what we're going to talk about today, Noel. <laughs> tears um, and what it means and how to deal with them. And it's a, it's a topic that, I, I mean, I've rarely seen it addressed. And it, there are so many different meanings of tears or crying. And, and there's different meanings for men and women. And, and it has an impact on your marriage. Um, so let's start with that first. What is the difference and the meaning of tears or crying for men and women? Well, the way men view men crying, including themselves when they cry, is most often as a sign of weakness. And we're pretty familiar with that, right? Mm -hmm. But what is interesting is how women tend to view men crying because we're talking about marriage. And women tend to view men crying in one of two ways, either as weakness or as sensitivity. So you can well imagine, Steve, that if a wife views her husband's crying as weakness, she's going to react one way. If she sees it as sensitivity, she's going to react a very different way. 
Now, do, is it, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming there has to be some context to help them determine, or is it a generality of women who see men cry just think they're weak, or women who see men cry are sensitive? think that their guy is sensitive well it's it's complicated <laughs> which is an easy phrase but it really is complicated because it is partially dependent on the situation right mm-hmm. i mean if if a if a, a husband cries when their child is um you know run over by a truck obviously she's not going to think he's weak sure <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna know he's sensitive um but if he cries uh you know, for something that she doesn't perceive as being important, she may think that he's weak or she may indeed think, well, he's just being sensitive. So it's not a, it's not a, you know, certain women see certain men's crying as weakness, period, in a sense. Of course that exists, but it's a, it's a bell curve. In other words, there are some women who only perceive men's crying as weakness. And there are some women who always see men's crying as sensitivity. Most of us fall somewhere in the middle. Got it. Where okay. it's both situation dependent and dependent on how we tend to view our, our cultural and, and familial and parental background on tears. Mm-hmm. And what about the opposite? What about for women crying? Well, now this for me, Steve, is where it gets really interesting. Because remember, our focus here is the impact on marriage, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. And most men, most men have a lot of trouble when they see a woman cry. <laughs> Which... Unfortunately, women have used, and I've been guilty of this too, manipulatively over the ages. Namely, cried on purpose to get what we want. And, you know, I'm not proud of it, but I can't think of a woman that I know who hasn't at one time or another allowed herself a few extra tears to get something she wanted. But for most men, a woman's tears are so difficult to deal with that they will literally not hear what the woman is saying while she's crying. And here I'm not talking about the manipulative use of tears. I mean, you know, woman's upset, right? And this is what has led to the very common, you didn't hear a thing I said, flung Uh, at a husband by his distraught crying wife. During mid-sobs, yeah. (laughs) Yes, he didn't. But frankly, and this is where you guys are all excused, he couldn't. It's almost as if a man's brain freezes up when his wife cries. So you're saying biologically we can't. Biologically, yes. Physiologically. I think that I don't know anybody who's done this study. Maybe somebody has and maybe one of our listeners knows of it. But I would love to see a study of a man's brain, an MRI or a, or a, a, a CAT scan or some kind of study of, the, of what's going on inside a man's brain physiologically from an electrical impulse point of view when his wife is crying. Because I'll bet you'll see portions of the brain shut down. It's just something that most men, now, you know, there are exceptions, but most men freeze up brain-wise when their wife cries. Okay, so and you uh, know how much I love brain stuff, Steve. Yeah, I love I love brain stuff too. Be, uh, it just offers so much insight. It's it's funny because um, I I don't know if you've seen this, but there's a new show. Uh, this is off topic a little bit, but there's a new show on Showtime called Masters of Sex, uh, which uh, kind of tells the story of uh, Doctor Masters William Johnson right. and Virginia Masters. Yeah, right. Right. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, Virginia Johnson, William Masters. Anyways, um, and it and it the the whole thing. Anybody who's not familiar with their work is they were the ones who put science on top of sex, basically. Like they were the ones that actually right. measured 
the the body's response to uh, sex acts and intim- uh, intimate, you know, acts and all that kind of stuff. And they did the first genuinely sexual surveys uh, in la- in the lab of American sexual behavior back in the fifties. Yes, exactly. Thank you. So it wasn't it wasn't Freudian theories. It was what does mm-hmm. the body actually do during an orgasm kind of stuff. And I feel like now, bringing it back, I feel now we're finally able to do those same types of measurements for the brain, which we haven't been able to do in the past. And Good point. It's unlocking just so much information and so much more understanding of, you know, we've we 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 we've known about good communication practices in the past, but. Um, we didn't quite understand why it was so necessary or why can't guys hear women when they're crying and you know somebody may be able to do a study now that just shows their brain literally shuts down so they can't hear them which would be much, so much enlight- like it does yeah. yeah and it's that would be so enlightening to to know um when before it was just based on you know we we know this works we're not quite sure why but we know it does work so i feel like that's why i love this brain stuff as well absolutely and as you know we've talked about this before is that the brain they have there are studies which show that the brain portions of the brain important portions of the brain shut down when you're angry or overstressed or mad and stuff like that so it wouldn't surprise me one bit to find that portions of the brain shut down in a man when a woman is crying and not the reverse. Yes. Go back to um, some of our previous podcasts because we have a, a great discussion on that as well. So the exception of this, Steve, though, and this is important, okay. is if the wife cries at the drop of a hat, the husband may have a very different response as in not again and just walk away. Mm. See, that's the thing is that tears are experienced by a man uh, in his tears by his wife as something serious, important, dramatic is going on. But if she does it all the time, then the brain's not going to shut down anymore, but he is going to, he's going to, he is just going to ignore it, dismiss it. Do you think that's because, uh, men for the talking in generalities, uh, but men for the most part, they don't cry unless it is really important or at least it's not accepted for men to cry unless it's really important. Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so, so yes. tears, crying uh, can provoke a number of different responses uh, from your spouse. Um, yes. And, okay. and the wisest course, frankly, Steve, is to realize that fact. Okay. It's that simple and that straightforward is you got to realize that crying isn't just you crying. And when you're in a marriage, crying is going to have an impact and not necessarily one that you want from your spouse. Okay. And, and so how, how would you then work that? Let's say for the wife. Okay. Let's say you're the wife and you're not a, you know, cry at the drop of a hat type person. Recognize that your husband probably won't hear anything you say when you're crying, which doesn't mean you shouldn't cry. What Mm -hmm. it does mean is go ahead, cry, get it out of your system. And when you're all cried out, then come back to your husband and say, I'd like to talk with you about whatever it is. Don't and don't. Oh, for heaven's sakes, don't apologize for your tears. They are a natural response to whatever it was that upset you. 
but don't try to have a rational discussion in the middle of them. And that's where we women, that's what we're guilty of. We are bawling our heads off and we're trying to say, you know, I, I, you haven't held my hand in a week and, and, and I don't think you love me anymore. And we're going on and on, but we're crying through the whole thing. And the guy is standing there like a stone mm-hmm. and we're so upset with him. You have no idea. Instead, it's do your crying, do your crying. And when you're done, then say, okay, I need to talk to you about whatever it is. So what's the proper response for the husband then while the wife is crying? Um, honey, I, 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 I feel bad. I, I'm sorry. I'm having a lot of trouble figuring out what's going on. And it's what, because you're crying. So could, could, you know, could we maybe, you know, go ahead and I'll hug you if you want I'll hold you, whatever you want. But could we maybe let this subside before we try to actually talk? I mean, he needs to be compassionate. That is for yeah. absolute sure. Mm-hmm. And um, and offer, offer, you know, everybody's different with how much hugging they want when they're crying and so forth and so on. But offer whatever he thinks what might be helpful or ask her, which is always, a you know, my favorite solution, which is, is there anything I can do right now? Um, I, I really can't. I can't talk right now. I can't hear you right now. But is there anything else I can do for you right now? And hopefully if they have had you know, a discussion about this, preferably when nobody's crying, which is, you know, gee, I came across this podcast or something. It would be helpful because then everybody's sort of on the same page. Mm -hmm. That's what the the husband, how the husband might handle it with compassion and basically trying to, to get across that the conversation might be better had in a little bit. Okay. But then there's the other kind of crier. Yes. Oh, no, go ahead. The other kind of crier, of course, is the cry at the drop of a hat crier, right? Mm-hmm. As, as a gal. Yeah. So as the tears start, which is predictable and happens a lot, you just say to your husband something like, it's okay, I'm not upset, I'm just feeling weepy. In other words, let him know what's going on. And then go finish your cry in private, or if it doesn't seem to perturb him, is finish it there, whatever it is. But if it is something serious, then let him know, well, I'm going to need to talk to you, but I, I got to go cry myself out first, okay. whatever. It's, it's really up to the person crying as best they can to let, if it's, I'm talking about the woman this time, mm-hmm. the wife, to let her husband know whether it, it's just a weepy moment or it's something serious. Because then he can like breathe, which I think is part of what happens. They get all, men get all, but then he can, he can breathe and relax and know, okay, either this is nothing and I don't need to worry about it and I can keep watching the game or this is something and she'll come back to me when she's settled and we'll deal with it, whatever it is. I can tell you from a guy's perspective, uh, when you come in contact with a woman crying, uh, there is that like moment before you figure out what is going on that at least for me, like I always, I start at the worst case scenario mentally and just like, Mm -hmm. Oh God, who died? (laughs) And then I work my way back. Like, Oh, you, you, somebody broke your taillight. Okay. That's, that's doable. Mm -hmm. We can, we can handle Mm -hmm. that one. Mm -hmm. And of course I'm the type that cries when, when, when I see a cute puppy. So it goes all the way up to, Oh, you're crying because you saw a cute puppy. Yes. Which is no sadness at all. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know that's a great aspect we haven't really talked t- uh, talked much about, which is uh, there are such things as tears of joy, particularly more for 
women again than men because they yes. seem to cry more often. Um, yes. And and my wife, she cries all the time at you know like beautiful things when she yes. when she sees a dance routine that she deems you know beautiful. I mean, she'll cry about it and. You know, I can't like my brain doesn't work that way. I, I I recognize that it's a pretty dance routine or whatever, but I you know I don't go there emotionally like she does. Um, but I but I also who's crying in the movie theaters? Yes, and <laughs> but women because it was so happy they kissed. <laughs> right, right, yes. And but on a coming back to our more serious note of, of this today's topic, Steve, I think either way, you need to let your spouse know what your tears mean. He can't distinguish, just like you're saying, he'll start from the most tragic, who yeah. died. Yeah. Right. And he, he can't distinguish between the insignificant tears, as in the taillight, right? Or the I'm really upset tears. And more often than not, a lot of guys end up ignoring both because they can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's let's switch over to the guy's side of things. Um, what about for the husband? Should he have to? I mean, should he explain his tears the way the wife would? Well, in a sense, again, it's best not to try to discuss anything through tears. I don't care what gender you are. Yeah. But he might, when he finds himself tearing up because he's upset, say something like, "I need a moment." And just go in private and, you know, wash his face, do whatever he needs to do, finish his crying before returning to the conversation. Um, it, it's just, it, it respects his privacy. Most men don't like to sort of lay out a whole thing about it at that point. But they will be willing to just, uh, I need a moment, and go take care of themselves. Or if he's tearing up because of something that isn't an upset, just something that got to him. I, I mean, I have male friends who cry at a wounded animal, something like that, sure. he can just say something like, you know, well, these things always get to me, you know, darn, yeah. it's nothing, honey. And something generic that lets his wife know there's nothing bad happening. It's just a natural response. But interestingly enough, most women won't have a problem hearing their, their husband either way, whether mm -hmm. he says, you know, I, I am upset, but I can't do it right now. Or it's it's nothing, honey. It's it's they won't necessarily go if if they're used to their husband crying every so often. They won't necessarily go to the most tragic first mm. because tears are more common, if you will, for women. Meaning we use them to express a whole mm. range of things. So we're in that way more forgiving, if you will, of tears. Meaning more accepting. So they under uh, so them. women just in general understand like tears don't mean somebody died. They could, right. You could have because women have the broken taillight, whatever. Yeah. Women have been dealing with in particular children's tears. Sure. And so women get awfully used to tears, meaning anything from the cat hissed at me to, uh, to, you know, I broke my arm. Sure. On kids, it's, it's constant. I, I don't mean they cry all the time, but they cry for many, 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 many reasons. And women being generally speaking, traditionally the caretakers, we're more used to tears just coming. Yeah, no, and that, so it and tends to be less disruptive. That makes so much sense. And 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 talking about traditional roles, it it's mm -hmm. the it's the woman who does take care of the kids. Yeah, and I wonder, I wonder if um, as men have taken more of a um, a hands-on parental uh, responsibility in recent years, if they 
I'm, I'm just curious if they are getting better at reading tears now that they're they have added exposure with dealing with kids more than they used to. I would expect so. I mean, I have noticed that men's um, uh, men's um, expressions of affection, not towards their spouses, but just sort of a generalized mm. expression of affection, like men seem to be more willing, especially younger men, to uh, give each other a hug without it meaning something. Yeah, It's just, hey, I'm glad to see you, dude. Um, and things like that. So I think that, yes, as men have taken an increased uh, role uh, in raising children and those sorts of things, emotion, expressions of emotion have become a little more acceptable mm -hmm. cross-gender. It's also more okay for women to get a little more pissed than it used to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's so true. It's, it's interesting because it's almost, um, it's like a cultural thing too, where mm -hmm. it's an evolution of, uh, at, we talk all the time about women's empowerment, um, but going on at the same time is the man's ability to be express more sensitivity. Uh, yes. History has only allowed them to be, you know, basically to, to do the machismo thing. And right. as time has gone on, uh, as women have been able to rise up and express their true opinions and, you know, it's okay for them to, you know, do what, talk sass or whatever that may not have been appropriate decades of, ago. Um, on the opposite end, you now have men where it's, it's okay if they cry. It's okay if they e express sensitivity towards another male friend, uh, mm -hmm. which would have been like, what are you doing, you know, in, oh, the, yeah. in the past? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And not that far distant past either. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's a really interesting shift where I think we're we're experiencing, and and I feel like the the thing that has been going on with women um, has been going on for many decades, but I feel like the shift for men is is much more recent than that. I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I would it, agree with it, that. it's interesting. I I I, I recently finished the um, the Steve Jobs biography um and one of the things that they talk a lot about in that book is how emotional he was and he cried all the time and mm -hmm. it, it it's interesting because of how people within the book responded to him because a lot they 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 understood like he was that emotional guy and mm -hmm. they would treat you know, his, his crying, uh, appropriately, at least, you know, according to the stories, they were treated appropriately understanding that like somebody didn't die. It was, you know, right. he's upset that this thing looks ugly and he, it's not acceptable. <laughs> right. 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 Um, okay. So I, uh, this is a very fascinating topic. Is there any other uh, items that we need to touch on to help people deal with tears in marriage? No, I would say just generally speaking, be more expansive in your thinking that when you see tears, don't automatically judge that they are one thing or another. It's okay to ask. It's okay to just be with it for a little bit. Um, try to avoid putting judgment right away. That would be, I suppose, my concluding thought. Okay. And, and, uh, and, and the, the, I guess the one thing I want to 
kind of drive home is uh, when a woman is crying, uh, both men and women should understand that the guy uh, won't hear what you have to say. It's it's absolutely it's just not going to happen. So absolutely, if you're trying to make demands, <laughs> uh, or this is tr- not the time. It's it's not the time. You know what I was thinking about this is uh, we what about like if if you're crying and I realize there's there's stages of crying where you can't do anything, but if you're able to try to talk, I wonder if the wife uh, grabbed her phone and just texted it into her phone to her husband if he would be able to respond more appropriately or hear what she had to say if it if he received it as a text message. That's interesting. I'm tempted to say no because he's going to be so caught up still in the tears. Because the tears are um, going on, so everything in his yeah. world is going to be shut down. A- when brain shuts down, it shuts. Yeah, that makes sense. You know? That makes sense. Well, if anybody's wow. running this study, throw in that Yeah, that let us know. <laughs> really, no kidding. <laughs> uh, so uh, when, when Hitched rules the world, Noelle, uh, we will be funding all sorts of great research. We'll, we'll launch a nonprofit <laughs> like all these other big corporations do and, and fund for the betterment of humanity. So we'll, I I'll, love it. I'll make a, I'll make a note of this. Uh, all Excellent. right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, tears of marriage. Uh, we got that one wrapped up. Um, before you guys go, um, I want to first thank you very much for listening. Thank you for your feedback. If you have any specific questions, uh, go to our podcast page on hitchmag.com. Uh, there is a, a link uh, where you can email us. There's a big email the podcast button on the top of the page. Uh, let us know what you think or if you have any questions that uh, we might be able to answer for you. Um, but uh, before we go, I want to remind you, you have been listening to Dr. Noel Nelson, who is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is the author of many best-selling books. Uh, her most recent one is Got a Bad Boss, Work That Boss to Get What You Want at Work. It is available now uh, for uh, Kindle readers. Um, and again, as I mentioned at the top, you can actually download a Kindle app uh, for iPhone and Android devices, not just the Amazon Kindle device. Um, I actually They're free. Yes. And I have it on my iPhone right now. So uh, check it out. And, it's, and by the way, it's really great um, because it will the Kindle app syncs with all of your devices. So if you, for example, have an iPad and an iPhone um, and you're reading and you're on chapter three, page four into that chapter, uh, you can bookmark it and open it right onto uh, that page from a different device because it all syncs together. So it's pretty fantastic, actually. Um, you can get more information at her website, noelnelson.com. You can watch the trailer to her book. That's right, a book trailer, and it's awesome. Um, and it really it explains uh, why you should read this book. Um, and I think uh, we can all relate to a lot of this stuff. So check that out. Uh, you can follow Noelle on Twitter at Dr. Noelle Nelson. Um, I am on Twitter at Hitch Media. Uh, and speaking of Twitter, uh, we are launching um, tweet chats every Tuesday with our wine club partner, Touring and Tasting. Um, and we're going to host it uh, starting at 3.30 uh, on Twitter. And it's 
going to use the hashtag tasting two t u um, instead of tasting Tuesday. Tasting two t u. Um, and we are going to be answering all the questions you may have about wine. Um, and we're each one's going to start with a general topic. Um, and there's a there's a website called Clubs T W U B S dot com, and we actually have created a community there. And it gives the schedule of the topics that we will be talking about in the coming weeks and months. Uh, so if you can't make it this week, uh, there will be one next week. And the great, the really great thing about this, what I really like is, say you're a, um, a parent, for example, and you and and you're interested in wine, or you're you're bored. Uh, in the afternoon and or maybe you're at a, a kid's sporting event you can sit there on your phone or on your iPad or Android device uh, in the bleachers and participate in this wine chat uh, as the event is going on uh, or as the the kids are running drills that you've already seen them do a hundred times and you're just waiting for the practice to end and rather than you know reading your uh, celebrity gossip news you can you know learn a little bit about wine or, or find people who uh, share an interest in your hobby so uh, check that out we will be we have we're I'm, we're in the process of this recording of posting a whole bunch of information about how to participate and, and what it is and all this different stuff. So come to the website, check it out, hitchedmag.com, and uh, we will be sharing all this information all over everywhere else too. Facebook, uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, Google+. Plus. So uh, yeah, so check that out. We're, we're, we're pretty excited about this and hope to see you on Twitter. So uh, before we go one last time, Noel, I want to say thank you very much for an always engaging and interesting conversation. And um, I can't wait to do this again soon. So thank you very much. Thank you, Steve. Okay, everybody, that is going to do it for us this week. Until next time, take care.